Did you know Christmas and Easter are both holidays about the same person? One is about his birthday, and the other is about his big victory over the greatest villain ever. And both are super important to you and to me. I'm Kelly J. Grace, and you're listening to Divine Connections, a podcast about connecting the truth you believe to the life you really live. Now, today is special because it is the first of three episodes, number 23, 24, and 25, that I am creating especially for you to listen to with your kids. Uh, I was speaking with my daughter-in-law last week, and she mentioned that my two grandsons listened to the last episode with her, and they both really enjoyed it. So I thought, hmm, Easter is one of those things that I think is hard for us as Christian parents to talk about with our kids. So what if I helped you out a little by creating an episode especially for you to listen to with your kids? So grab some snacks, round up those kids, and listen in. So here's a special hello to every young person listening in today. I don't know if you've ever listened to a podcast or not, but it's a fun way to learn new things and to kind of spark a conversation with your mom and other adults in your life, especially about something as important to us as Christians as Easter. So welcome to the podcast. And I'm excited that you're here with us. And I hope you enjoy hearing about what Easter really means and why it is so very important for anyone who wants to go to heaven one day. Let's get started. So do you remember Christmas? It was just a few months ago. And you probably know that the real reason we celebrate Christmas is because of the birth of Jesus. Sometimes we forget that a little bit because of, you know, the tree or the cool gift that you really want or being on vacation from school or going to your grandparents or another relative's house for the holidays. But it's really the day each year that the entire world acknowledges the birth of Jesus Christ. God took on a human form and was born as a baby. That's, that is totally wild, isn't it? Well, it was over 2,000 years ago, but it's still more important than any other thing that has happened in all of history, except maybe Easter. So what does Easter have to do with Christmas? Do you know? Christmas is the day that Jesus was born, although, to tell you the truth, it probably wasn't December 25th. That day was just kind of chosen at random by a Roman emperor almost 350 years after Jesus had already ascended back into heaven. And ascended means that he rose upward in the clouds and went back to heaven, and people watched him do it. Pretty cool, right? Well, that happened just 40 days after Easter. So when, when Jesus first came to earth, we celebrate that as Christmas morning, him being born, remember, in that um, manger in Bethlehem, in the little village of Bethlehem, where Mary and Joseph were because there was no room for them in the inn. So Jesus came to earth, and Christmas is the day that we celebrate that, that he came 
and became a human and lived among us in a body like the one you and I have. Just like you get tired, when Jesus lived in that body, that human body, he got tired too. He got thirsty. He got hungry. So um, that we celebrate at Christmas, that Jesus came to earth to live among us in a human form. In fact, one of the names of Jesus is Emmanuel, and that name means God with us. But Easter is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Now, resurrection means he came back to life after dying three days before. It was a miracle. And it was also proof that God had forgiven all of our sins because Jesus had taken our sins upon himself and given himself as a perfect sacrifice in our place. Now, it's the most loving thing that anyone has ever done. And it's the greatest demonstration of love ever. It shows us how much God loves us that he sent Jesus to be a sacrifice for our sins. And it shows us how much Jesus loved us that he did it with joy in his heart because he would now be able to bring us into God's family as God's children, and then we would be able to live with him forever and ever in heaven. Now, Jesus lived on earth about 33 years, and he lived in a small village, and he worked as a carpenter, you know, the kind of person who builds things out of wood, like chairs and tables and things like that. But when he was 30 years old, he left his home in the little village of Nazareth, and he went to be baptized. Maybe you've seen a baptism at your church where we put somebody under the water and they come back out. Well, that was going on in Israel in this time, and Jesus went to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist, who was actually his cousin. But even though Jesus was John's cousin, when John saw him coming, he said to all the people around, Look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, after that, Jesus began going from village to village throughout Israel to preach the gospel and to heal the sick. Remember, he made the lame man walk, he gave sight to the blind, he cast out demons, he raised a little girl who was sick, possibly already dead, um, and then gave her back to her parents and said, give her something to eat. <laughs> so Jesus went place to place preaching the gospel, the good news that God loved people and wanted to forgive their sins and was calling them to come back to him and to heal the sick and minister to people. Now, there are four special books called the Gospels in our Bible, and those books tell us what Jesus did and what he said in those three years. They tell us some of it. One of the books says that if everything he did and said was written down, the whole world couldn't contain the books that would have to be written. So God chose things out of what Jesus said and did and put them in the Bible so you and I could know them 2,000 years later. So that's what you'll find when you read the Gospels, is it's mostly about the things that Jesus did and said. 
And these books also tell us that Jesus chose a group of men to become his disciples. And these men traveled with him, and little by little, they began to learn his ways. Okay, now let's talk about the worst villain ever. Remember I said Easter is the day we celebrate the defeat of the worst villain ever. Now, Jesus called him Satan. He's also called the devil or the serpent of old. And Jesus said that that Satan is a liar and the father of lies. And the first time we ever see this villain is in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, in the Garden of Eden. And there we see him, and it says he's more subtle, and the word actually means kind of beautiful and attractive than all the other creatures. And he's talking to Eve, Adam's wife, and he tells her some lies to get her to doubt God's goodness and love and to disobey God's commands. Now, that's pretty much what Satan has been doing every single moment since. He's been telling people lies and trying to get them to disobey God's commands. And he has a whole bunch of other bad angels with him who help him with his lies and evil plans. Now, maybe you think the word angel means that somebody is perfect and that they uh, are very sweet and kind and loving and only do good things. No, an angel is a creature created by God originally to do God's will and to worship him and serve him. But a whole bunch of those creatures decided to follow Satan instead when he rebelled against God. Satan himself was an angel But he is now, and we consider all of these, evil spirits who are opposed to God and his plan. So they're the enemy, right? And they're in this epic battle for, really for people, trying to get people like you and like me to not believe God, not believe he loves us and he has good plans for us and that his commands are good and instead to encourage us to do whatever we want to do, to disobey God, to maybe be unkind to other people, to say bad things and do bad things. So that's this whole group that's with Satan. They're trying to help him, and they spread lies, and they um, promote evil plans. But on the day that Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice for us, The Bible says that he defeated Satan and all of those evil angelic beings with him. He defeated sin and he defeated death on that day when he offered himself on the cross and then just three days later rose from the dead. So you might be thinking to yourself, hmm, he defeated sin. He defeated death. Well, except there's still sin, right? I mean, maybe a kid at school hit you or a friend told a lie about you. Those things are sin. Maybe your brother or sister was selfish and ate all the cookies. That's sin. So, yes, there is still sin in our world. Our world is a broken place. But what Jesus did on the cross was he made a way for our sins to be forgiven. In fact, God says 
He can't even remember our sins anymore because Jesus washed them away so completely. Now, what about death? Sin is still around, and maybe you know someone who's died. Yes, there is still death, but here's what Jesus said. He said, if you believe in me, even though you die, yet you will live. You will pass from death to life like that in just an instant. Death could not hold on to Jesus. That's how he was able to come out of that tomb three days after they put him in there dead. And death will not be able to hold on to anyone who has faith in Christ. Now, have you ever been to a sports event, maybe a high school basketball or football game, and there were cheerleaders out there? Did you cheer along with them for your team? Well, there's kind of a cheer, and I call it a victory chant, in the Bible. And it goes like this. It says, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 to 55. So Satan is an evil being who is at war with God in this epic conflict between God and Satan, between good and evil. And what Satan wants is to capture the hearts and minds of people so they'll obey him and not God. But Jesus defeated him, and here's how he did it. The Bible tells us that even though you and I were once far away from God, separated from him because of our sin, because the Bible says all have sinned, so every one of us has at some time sinned, and that sin separates us from God. But the Bible says even though that once we were far away from God, separated from him by our sins, God has made us alive together with Christ, having forgiven all of our sins, made us alive together with Christ. That is referring to when Christ rose from the dead in newness of life. And that's what happens to you and I when we put our faith in Jesus and believe on what he did on the cross for us and that our sins are forgiven because of his offering of himself. In fact, the Bible says that he took that whole long list of our sins and nailed it on the cross with himself. And in doing that, Jesus disarmed the evil rulers. Now, you've seen, I'm sure, shows where the evil guys, the good guys come and they have victory over the evil guys and they disarm them, right? They take away their lightsabers or whatever it is. That's the same kind of thing that this verse is saying that Jesus disarmed the evil rulers and authorities and put them to shame publicly by triumphing over them. He took away their weapons and he broke their powerful hold over you and I. They tempted us over and over again to sin, didn't they? Jesus broke that power and has delivered us and set us free by his victory. So the truth about what Jesus did for us is that it sets us free from the control of Satan. 
We get to share in Jesus's victory over our old enemy, Satan, and we get to share a new life, a forever life with Jesus. Now, I want to take a little bit of time with you and explain something I'd like you to do this week. I want you to think about this, that Jesus left heaven and came to earth for you. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. So that when you leave earth, you can go to heaven and be with him. And that's because of what we celebrate at Easter. Because he rose again from the dead. So I want you this week to think about Christmas and Jesus coming to the earth to live a life and offer himself for you. And Easter, where he paid the price for our sins, died on that cross, and then rose again the third day. That's why we celebrate Easter. Easter Sunday morning, when Christ rose from the dead and came out of that tomb, it was a miracle, and it was also proof that he had accomplished salvation and could offer forgiveness of sins to each of us if we only believe in him. Now, I'd like you to try this week to write a thank you note to Jesus for what he's done for you. And I know sometimes it's hard for us to find words of our own. So I want to suggest that maybe your mom read to you from the very last book in the Bible. It's called Revelation. And chapter 5, verses 9 and 10 has a song of triumph, a victory song that people in heaven are singing. So go and look at those words and maybe borrow some of those words to use yourself as a thank you to Jesus for what he did for coming as a babe at Christmas, for offering himself as a sacrifice for your sins and rising again on that glorious Easter morning so that you and I could have hope in him of eternal life. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming as a baby to grow up among people here on earth. And I thank you for going from town to town, teaching about God and giving people hope for forgiveness and salvation. Thank you for giving yourself for us, for our sins. And thank you for defeating Satan and gaining a total and complete victory in the fight against evil. Thank you for inviting all people to believe in you so that they can have their sins forgiven and washed away by what you did on the cross. Thank you for making a home for us in heaven where we'll live with you forever. We, we can't wait to walk those streets of gold that we read about in that book of Revelation and to enjoy that special feast, the marriage supper of the Lamb that you've planned for all of us to enjoy. How cool it will be to discover throughout all eternity all about you. All the things that we don't yet know and to do all of the things that you've planned for us to do. Until then, I pray that you'll help us to keep thinking about you 
and learning more about you as we read about you in the Bible. I pray that you'll open our minds and our hearts so we can understand the Bible. Lord, you know that sometimes it's confusing to us and then we just close it and walk away. So just like you did for those two disciples after you rose from the dead and you you joined them as they were walking along that road to the town of Emmaus, you spoke with them. And afterwards, they said, didn't our hearts burn within us when he walked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? We want our hearts to be on fire with love for you because you are the most incredible person ever in all eternity. We want to love you more and more every single day. Would you help us do that? and to make you happy with our praises and our love. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Divine Connections. The next time we get together, we're going to see what happened in the week leading up to Easter Sunday. It's a special week when Jesus made his last trip to Jerusalem. And all of the kids in town joined in the celebration. So I want you to join me next week and we'll learn all about that. So you can hit the follow button to be notified of new episodes. And you can find me on Instagram at Kelly J. Grace. Or you can go to my website, kellyjgrace.com, for lots of blog posts and some special resources that I designed to help you in your faith. So I will see you next time, and we're going to talk about what Palm Sunday is all about. See you then. Mm -hmm.